Welcome to the Numetrica Accounting and Business Podcast. If your small business needs a hero, you are in the right place. This podcast is designed to help small businesses and startups run better, faster, smarter, and easier. Heroes don't show up to be heroes. They show up when saving is needed. Here he is, your host, small business superhero, Mo Tabish, CPA, CGA, BCOM. for 30 years and used to be scared of taxes and accounting, but not numbers. He chose accounting as a career out of ignorance. He thought it would be really easy, just income and expenses and no big deal. After getting his butt kicked in university, he realized it was way more than that. Nevertheless, he fell in love with taxes in 1996 when his professor showed him how to crunch the numbers. He says it's been an amazing journey. He's worked at seven different CA firms, three years at the CRA, 14 years in internal controls, and has worked for and with many masters. He has now been the chief number cruncher at Numetrica City for over three years. Having worked on both sides of the fence, he considers himself blessed for his initial ignorance. Please join me in welcoming Mo Tavish from Numetrica City. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank, Thank you, you for being here. It still hurts. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I can't believe it. You know, revenue experience, what else? You know, what could it be? It was. This accounting was stuff lots. is not that hard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so t- we are here to just chat about, you know, um, taxes and mm-hmm. how to make it easier tax yeah. season in general. So I want to start with the question that I get okay. most often. Uh, how do I know what documents I need to collect? Okay. All right. Well, actually, um, I guess uh, the best would be create a folder just for your taxes and just drop it in. Um, it could be a physical folder or it could be a Dropbox folder. Mm-hmm. I like Dropbox because then I know where to go and uh, get the numbers or get the document. So, for example, let's say you get a donation um, documents that you pay donations, you can put it in there. I think that's like one of the most missed uh, items because you'll, you know, you pay, but you forget. Um, and that's what, that's, that's what it is. Um, there are a lot of documents that will come to you mm-hmm. and then you forget that you had them. Um, so when I, when I talk to a client, you know, I say, oh, you know, what did you do? You know, do you have any medical? Oh yeah, you know, I paid for dental. Or did you have, you know, again, donations? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we paid, you know, to blah, blah, charity. Yeah. Uh, especially these times, you know, COVID times, some people, I guess, have contributed. Um, so if you have a specific place for it, you can put it. It's fine if you over-collect because, right. okay, so if it doesn't apply, you can put it away. Yeah. But if you under-collect, then this is money that, uh, you know, you're left out. Could be you know hundreds, could be thousands that that you miss. That it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea of collecting throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, and you could start like right after tax season. Just yeah. say, okay, what did I need this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna make a little list based yeah. on what I needed, and I'm just gonna um, put it into yeah. my. One of my clients actually he did this, and I was like, wow, that's a good idea. Uh, we set him on Dropbox mm-hmm. uh, for his taxes, and I noticed you know. 
that during the year it says, you know, Michael added, you know, blah, blah document or mm -hmm. Michael added this, um, you know, RSPs, donations, medical expense. Um, the, the other benefit of Dropbox is that um, the PDF doesn't, you know, you cannot stain it with coffee. Um, <laughs> I've had, I have T4 that, you know, I guess somebody, you know, before bringing it to me, had the, some shopping and there was all kinds of, you know, stuff, on, stuff it. on it. So you had to like wipe it and um, see what the numbers are. But uh, yeah, Dropbox is, is the best. Yeah, okay. And so when we talked about collecting documents and stuff like that, but what are the most common mistakes that you see being made or issues that you, that come up? To be honest with you, um, something that I'm actually a little upset is uh, a lot of people, um, I, I get it if it's simple tax return, you can do it yourself. Yeah. But even at that, you shouldn't, you know, just like we mentioned, you know, I had my ass kicked uh, because, you know, I thought it's just revenues and expenses. Yeah. Some people would prepare their taxes because it's you file. I actually wrote an article recently. I said, you root canal. <laughs> I mean, you know, you root canal 20 bucks, you know, would you do it? But a lot of people do the U file for 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, so that's where they, they miss a lot of data. I've seen, you know, people have done their taxes and then they came to me and said, you know, I, I'm not comfortable. Can you look at it? So when they did it, um, they had, they owed 500 bucks. I did it, they got $3,500 back. Wow. Yeah, and it was what was missed. Um, he was working at home and he missed all of that, even though he had the form T2200, which the boss signed and said, mm -hmm. you know, yes, you know, you're allowed to work at home. So, you know, working at home, a lot of people miss it, even if you just have a T4 and you work at home, especially last year. Yeah, especially um, last year. Tons of people worked at home. It's actually a new schedule in uh, in the tax form. It's it's the T seven 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 WS that you can fill out for every day you worked at home. You get two dollar, I guess, credit or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people would miss that one, which would be yeah. So a lot of self employed people again also miss yeah. uh, working at home uh, piece. Um, so that would be the the number one. And actually, and that adds up. To, yeah, absolutely. To, yeah, a few hundred bucks, which again, you know, money out of your pocket. Yeah, or kilometer log is a big one yeah. that I see too. Yeah, yeah. Or I'll ask for, you know, what are the um, kilometers that you drove during the year for business versus for like total? And they're like, oh, yeah. I actually don't know that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is a big one. Um, yeah, I think generally if you're not comfortable with like doing your taxes, yeah. that's a really big red flag. Yeah, you should yeah. probably talk to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, if you receive your slips and you have a look at them and you're like, this, I, this doesn't seem right to me. Like, I feel like there's something wrong. Yeah. What can you do about that? Well, you can compare it against your last uh, pay stub. Because on the last pay stub, it would say year to date. Okay. So year to date is what you've received up to that, you know, up to December 31. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say on year to date, it says you've made, you know, $96,000, but then your T4 says 140 or it says 80, you know, there's a, there's a difference. Um, so then you can at least say, hey, listen, you know, this is wrong. And you can, you know, just give it to the boss or HR, say, compare this. If you don't see a resolution that way, what you could do, 
fill in your taxes based on that last pay stub. You can even attach the T4, maybe write a little note on top and say, I think there's a mistake on my T4. Um, this is the last pay stub, so my numbers should be, you know, as I've reflected in my tax mm -hmm. return, please adjust. CRA will do that. Um, actually, if you go one step further, let's say you worked at a place and the boss never gave you a T4 and, you know, you're stuck, yeah. you know, it's, you know, April, you want to do taxes. Let's say you owe money. Again, what you can do is grab that pay stub, take the last numbers, the year to date, it has your earnings, it has the EI, it has the CPP, it has you know, income tax deducted. These are the main items mm -hmm. that you need. At least send it that way. Um, CRA will actually accept it, uh, prepare the return, and they can access the T4. They can access to see if your, your T4s were actually prepared by the company. The company may have been bankrupted and yeah. they, they never filed the T4, but CRA would honor that, late pay, that last pay stop, even uh, though the company did not make any social deductions to the government. So on, on, that, uh, on that sense, CR is on your side. That's a good point, actually, that if you have paid your source deductions off your check, you are not on the hook for it if the company mm -hmm. doesn't pay it to the CRA. Yeah. I've had questions about that for yeah. sure. Yeah. I actually saw that this year where a company went bankrupt in April or so, and then the client was like, I'm supposed to have a T4, but yeah. like they went bankrupt and like I didn't even get my last check. And yeah. so I really don't think I'm going to see a T4. Like what can we do? And then yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Actually on that sense to add to that. So not only you can use your last pay stub to file your tax return, mm -hmm. you could actually go to Service Canada, say this company went bankrupt. I think you're insured about maybe one or two um, uh, paychecks by the government. Oh. So this is yeah, this is one of the uh, programs that Service Canada runs. Um, I forgot what it's called, but basically it's like a worker's insurance or worker's uh, protection. That's worker's salary protection, something like that. So if you, you were working for somebody and then they went bankrupt and then, did they have to go bankrupt or can they just be like out of business? Insolvent, yeah, insolvent. Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess, let's say I work for them and then they go bankrupt. So by the time even they file their bankruptcy, it may take a while. Sure. But yeah. I'm out of job. And according to law, you know, I was entitled to my severance, to my, you know, vacation, to right. this, to that. So government of Canada, in order to protect you, they have put this program in place that would take care of uh, such workers. And it would pay them at least so then, you know, for... Let's say uh, two weeks or a month, you're mm -hmm. protected. You got your wage insurance, and then you know by then you can go find a job. And the other company, you know, probably gonna take a while for the bankruptcy to be finalized. To go through, yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't yeah. know. I yeah. didn't know that. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to that. Uh, if you don't have a T four and you have to use your pay stub, do you have to? Paper file, you because you have to actually send that pay stub yeah. to the CRA. I would say, yeah, definitely paper file because if you e-file it, they're gonna check either against the um, yeah T four that let's say T four was filed and it's wrong, right. so they're gonna check against that and say, well, you know, we reassessed you and you right. owe us money. 
But if you send the, uh, the paper to it, like the, your last pay stub, even add a little note. You know, this, you know, this is the situation. This In that happen. sense, um, what happened is that I don't think the agent at CRA just, uh, you know, barcodes your tax in. They would give it to a special person to put it in. So they open a case, you know, you know, the, for example, you know, the user or the taxpayer has flagged this. Uh, can somebody look into it? And again, CRA has access to, um, you know, T4s, payroll and whatnot. Right. Not payroll, well, payroll too, I guess, in a sense. So they can adjust it accordingly. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens if you get a T-slip from the CRA and it's mm -hmm. wrong? What can you do about that? Hmm. Well, I guess in what sense? Um, because CRA wouldn't um, necessarily issue any T4s. Um, but again, uh, you you have your bank account, right? Like, where is it? You know, I don't have it here. You could even argue against them. You know, you could write a letter um, and you know just explain that this is this is not correct, or this is not even fair. Yeah. Um, they have a actually one thing about CRA because a lot of people are, uh, I guess, misunderstand. CRA rule is to administer taxes. Mm -hmm. They're not to, uh, I guess, they're not there to provide, uh, you know, justice or, um, you know, do any take anything into their own hands. They are to administer what Ministry of Finance put in place, which mm -hmm. comes from the Parliament. So the, it's not them to make a decision. They look at the books and say, okay, the book says do it like this way. Right. They actually have these manuals called TOMS, um, tax, yeah, tax manual. And they're, they're big. They're just binders from here to there. <laughs> um, it's, it's so huge. And these are instructions, uh, very detailed instructions of what to do. And I was, I guess, I was thinking about benefits. Like, if you get a benefit from the CRA, okay. and then, but you didn't actually get that benefit. Like, maybe your account was hacked, or maybe uh, like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. Again, you could raise that. You know, write a letter, um, send it to them. They have many different internal branches that will look into the tax returns. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some tax returns that actually has to be filed by paper, um, so they have. Uh, individuals that working just on those, they open cases, they investigate, okay. um, they have experts in-house that actually understands these. Um, they can even see, uh, they can look at your account to see if payment was made to you. So if not, you know, everybody makes mistakes, so they can fix it. For sure. Yeah. So basically, if you have an issue with a T-slip, <clears throat> contact the CRA. Exactly. They'll be able to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. That's it's massive. I mean, it's a massive. Again, as you mentioned, I worked for CRA for three years. Mm -hmm. It's a big, massive organization. Uh, tons of uh, you know programs. I think actually Canada was one of the first countries to even implement the SAP, so they would uh, I guess monitor um, the tax preparation, the numbers, the reports, all of that. So it's it's pretty advanced. Uh, By SAP, do you mean the software? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So the, I think, well, not I think, I know that <laughs> even when England wanted to implement the SAP to better, uh, I guess, better report their tax income and whatnot, mm -hmm. they, they hired the experts from Canada 
Interesting. Uh, from CRA to go, to go that. So it's like, yay. That's nice. interesting to know that the CRA has like an enterprise resource, like management yeah. system that yeah. you would see in like industry or something like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Um, so we talked about like wrong T-slips and like some of the common issues that you see. And a lot of those things will sort of lead to a reassessment. Yeah. What are the most common reasons that you see for a reassessment? Um, again, the data being inputted wrong, you know, because we do our tax return. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I, uh, I guess, expose numbers. So instead of 96, let's say you put 69. Um, what CRA has as one of their programs, it's called matching. I hope these are not confidential information. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's called matching. So what they do, let's say you file your taxes. Mm -hmm. And in Canada, taxes are done voluntarily. So let's say you did it by mistake or not. What CRA does, they, they run this program and it matches your T4, T5, T3, whatnot, you know, and matches against or T4 RSPs, and then they match these numbers. So if they're not matched, then automatically the, the computer would say, well, this is either overstated or understated. I see. And then you, you, know, you receive your notice of assessment and you have two, two columns, you know, these are your numbers, these are what we got. So you know, either you owe us money or we owe you. Yeah. yeah. And at the bottom, they'll always say like, we've reassessed your return and like, here's why. Here yeah. are the changes that we made. Yeah. Yeah. Somet yeah, that's correct. Because sometimes my clients say, hey, you know, you filed my taxes. I was supposed to get 800 bucks, but I owe 1,000, for example. You know, well, you made a mistake. What I'm happened? like, okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you betrayed me. It's like, okay, <laughs> let me see the notice of assessment. Yeah. You know, I read yeah. it. It's like, okay, you know. And then they explain, you know, what what's what the difference is. For example, yeah. let's say you had a home buyer plan and you did not mention that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, that was a good information that, you know, I should have had too. Yeah, um, yeah and again, we, we can readjust it. That's the thing, like they say, uh, you know, if a doctor makes a mistake, patient may die. If an engineer makes a mistake, you know, buildings may collapse. Yeah. If an accountant makes a mistake, you know, nothing happens. You know, nothing. We can adjust, yeah. you know, reverse, amend. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's not the end of the world. A lot of people get anxieties. Yeah. You know, they think, oh, you know, it's wrong. It's like, well, the we can fix it. going to beat down my door. Yeah. I'm going to jail for this. Yeah, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to die. It's like, no, you know, chillax. You know, we can fix it. We yeah. can send a T1 adjustment, for example. It happens. And, and they fix it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I, the first guy that I worked for in my first like real job as an accountant, yeah. um, he was the controller for half of an oil and gas company. Um, and so he had a really big job and I was just a kid and he was like, there is no such thing as an accounting emergency. Yeah. Like, everything can wait. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a good attitude. Yeah, that's true. But clients, a lot of my clients that whenever, let's say CRA calls, um, they're they're panicking. Their world is ending. And it's normal. You know, we get, you know, we get, uh, we get anxious or we get stressed, especially if you get a call from CRA. But again, they're nice people. I yeah. work with a lot of them. Um, they understand the numbers. They, they know, uh, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big misconception yeah. is that the CRA, like, somehow holds a grudge that, like, you've made a mistake and so yeah. now they hate you forever. Yeah. But they don't. They're sort of a big, unfeeling organization. Like, yeah. like exactly what you said. They just administer the tax law yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Like, they don't really care. Yeah, I use them as a great resource. If I'm ever stuck, 
it's something new or I don't know what's going on, I'll just call them. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, um, j just recently, you know, I had a client. It's like, um, you know, I'm not paying taxes here. I'm like, um, man, what do you mean? He's like, well, we don't pay tax here. I'm like, okay, you know. So I won't argue with them. I'm like, okay, I have to find out. So turn out some countries have treaties with Canada. One, one example is Sweden. So let's say you have a Swedish company, you mm -hmm. come to Canada, uh, you open a corporation here, you would give them your uh, registration so then they were registered in Canada mm -hmm. and then you know you use that treaty um, so you won't pay tax here. So you wow. pay the tax in Sweden, in Sweden. Yeah. but not in here. So I'm like, oh, good to know. So I called, I called CRA, I was like, hey, my client, you know, you know, this is the case. I'm like, okay, even, even there's a case. Um, um, when I worked at CRA, I was just reading up on these uh, Tom manuals because we were internal control. So we had to basically find out if the tax returns are being done correctly, even by CRA. Mm -hmm. um, as I'm reading through them, there was this little subsection for um, people that are um, uh, gluten intolerant. Okay. So if, you, if you're gluten intolerant and you have a prescription and your doctor says, you know, these are the food that you need to eat. Uh, maybe those food are more expensive than your regular food, for example, or whatever you eat. So you could keep the receipts and then compare um, the gluten uh, gluten diet, and if it's and then you can put it in the tax return as a medical expense. As long as you have a prescription. Yeah, there. because I heard from a client, it's like Mo, and the, the other thing is the question that comes to you sometimes they're not very clear. Yeah. Like a friend of mine said that, you know, we could uh, write off our grocery bills. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so, but I'll check, you know. So then you're like, oh, okay, this is what they mean. You know, grocery for people that have to have a special diet. Yeah. So that becomes, and it makes sense, that becomes a medical class. And the medical expenses in Canada are tax deductible. Mm -hmm. So, okay. You have to keep really good records of like what the difference in the price yeah. was because it's not just your receipt, right? In that yeah. case. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, let's say loaf of bread, you know, like two bucks, and then you're paying 10. Let's say, you know, just yeah. hypothetically. So, okay, you know, I'm overpaying eight bucks. So, yeah. But Adds I, up. And I have to. Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying, you know, with all the respect to you file or this file or that file, don't file. You know, get, you know, see, uh, it's, it's not a plug, you know. It, it uh, you basically the, the the side effect is you would have more refund when you see a professional. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so I don't do you root canal on my teeth, even if it was twenty bucks. You know. <laughs> like a vending machine. And just yeah, exactly. Root canal yeah, for you, you root. <laughs> just put your head in here. It'll yeah, be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So talking about deductions, what are uh, some of your tips for saving money on your taxes? Um, saving money, actually, actual saving money is good. So you put put away part of your money. But again, uh, collect your um, collect your receipts. I mean, you know, not for grocery, of course, you know, that we just sure. talked about. If you're vegan, sure. Um, but I mean, keep your receipts. If you work at home, if you're self-employed, definitely keep all your receipts. Mm -hmm. If there's an arrangement that you have to work at home, you know, keep your receipts. Um, 
again, maybe read up on, again, these days, you know, everything is in Google, you know, uh, you know, what deductions can I use? Mm -hmm. You know, you can just Google that, it pops up, um, you know, um, if you, the, the other thing is, if you're spending anything for work, or if you're spending any money to earn money, logically, there would be an angle to classify it as an expense, because you're not spending on entertainment, you're not spending it on, you know, I guess, leisure. So yeah. there, there could be, sometimes not, but so it's better to keep it mm -hmm. and then ask, you know, hey, I have this, you know, is this deductible? Yeah. And then, you know, the answer is yes or no. Yeah. I think keeping your receipts is the big one. Keep the receipts, sure. yeah. Because the CRA yeah. comes back and asks for them, yeah. you have to produce them. Exactly. Or it's disallowed. Yeah. So I would definitely, again, recommend uh, Dropbox. Um, little plug-in for Dropbox. If you download the app and you create a folder, let's mm -hmm. say taxes 2021, because right now we're in 2021, there's no uh, use for you know 2020 because it's over now. Um, and as you uh, spend in Dropbox, you could actually, it's got a scan function. Oh. You can just take a picture and just leave it. So when you go see an accountant, give it to them. Or if you're doing your taxes, you can just have a look. Okay, this one is medical expense, good. Mm -hmm. You know, this one is donations, good. Yeah. You know, this is my RSP, excellent. This is, especially now these days, um, you know, I had to go buy a laptop for so then I can work at home mm -hmm. or I had to you know get a desk you know to work at home I would even say you know I do a lot of zoom call and my wall looks bad I'm gonna put a little art you know maybe it's too much but let's make CRA we'll work see. <laughs> we have a video on the captain's club also that's just a not non-exhaustive list but just the common sort of deductions um, so if you're looking for deductions, then definitely check out that video. Yeah. Um, we still on that deductions okay. topic, we talked about, you know, if you work from home, that sort of thing. But what mm -hmm. about if you're a sole proprietor? What are the sort of common ones that, that people Sole proprietor have? actually could be tons of stuff. But mm -hmm. my number one recommendation is create a business account. Um, so separate it from your personal account. Yeah. And then um, spend anything that you're doing for the business from that account. So if it's deductible, you can find out at the mm -hmm. end of the year. Again, you know, if you see an accountant, they can point it out. If you do it yourself, at least the numbers are there. So if mm -hmm. your business bank account says, you know, minus 2000, definitely you lost money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. You know, you want to reconsider that business venture. Um, if it says you know fifty thousand, then you know the business was in a surplus, so you made money, which mm -hmm. is good. Again, we don't want to you know have deductions, deductions, deductions for the sake of deductions. Um, I would say reduce your deductions as much as you can mm -hmm. because that's how you get profitable. Um, but at least. Through that, you know, once you look at your bank statements, you know, the, the list comes up. Mm -hmm. So if you have actually, so with that business account, do not, you know, we don't want to see a lot of Starbucks or, you know, Tim Hortons or LCBO unless, you know, you're, you're meeting the client or some of it is a gift. So that would give you a good discipline um, of, um, you know, where to go. There's a good book, uh, Profit First. 
um, get that and uh, you know, and did they give yeah. you good tips on that? So basically, the the premise on that book is, you know, uh, earmark some of your money aside, and that would be just for profit. Keep you know, keep the rest or spend the rest. Yeah, I that is such a super interesting like concept in yeah. the sense that it's very much like cash accounting yeah like i think he starts that book by saying like accountants are out to get you <laughs> yeah yeah but it's really just the like the difference between accounting yeah. and like looking at cash and there is a difference between yeah. those things which is difficult to sort of yeah get your brain around but when i saw that book i didn't want to get it i'm like you know are you an accountant writing this like no okay you know you know, any any business on this topic should be written by accountants, logically. But then I got the, the audio version. Uh, Mike Malkovich, I guess, he actually, uh, uh, I guess, narrates the book. He's very interesting. He's funny. Uh, you know, the book may be a little bit too long, but it's got tons of information. So it's to me, it's not an accounting book. It's a business coaching book yeah, and it teaches you the practical ways cash of cash management yeah so have five bank accounts you know profit operating expense taxes compensation yeah and then the main one and then, so once if you follow that the, the his procedure it's fantastic yeah i actually started doing that nice. as an experiment nice i mean i only have the two bank accounts it's just an accounting exercise like in my books kind yeah. of thing but it definitely has changed the yeah. way that I look at yeah. the like my cash yeah even as a trained professional like I you know looking at the the profit and loss it's different yeah. than cash but They're I can humans. sort of see it yeah. but yeah looking at it through yeah. that profit first has been really yeah. interesting he talks about Parkinson law that if you have a little bit of something you utilize its use mm -hmm. uh, I guess maybe you know even increase that and the example is two things. Yeah. You know, if you have just a tad left, you know, normally if you buy another one, you just chuck it. Yeah. But that little puny could last you a month. <laughs> yeah. Because you won't waste. So that his premise is based on that Parkinson law. He says, you know, number one, profit first, put that aside. Doesn't have to be, you know, fifty percent, even at five percent. Mm -hmm. You know, put that away. Um, you know, put your compensation aside, put tax aside, you know, main topic of yeah. what we talk about. Because it's always great when you file your taxes. And then even if you owe eight grand, you happily pay. Mm -hmm. Because you know you had a profit. Because some people, you know, when, when they do the taxes, like, geez, you know, I owe money. I made a hundred grand. Like, dude, yeah. Yeah. You spend it all. You spend it, You know, it, you need yeah. no reservation. You, know, you just spend it. So, of course, you know. Yeah. it's going to pinch you because even though you made 100 grand, you don't have, let's say, 10K to pay it. It's going to hurt. Yeah. And but I, it, yeah. that sort of double-edged sword of like you want to be more profitable in your business and, you know, you're working to lure your yeah. expenses and increase your sales. But the more you have in profit, obviously, the yeah. more tax you're going to pay. And so it's always sort of that like, well, I want to make way more, but yeah. I don't want to pay any taxes. Yeah, yeah. Like... Exactly. It doesn't work like that. I had a client actually, I'm pretty frank with my clients. We've mostly been friends. I had a, I had one, you know, he made like I don't know, 150 grand. And so he's like, I did his taxes and he's like, so how did I do last year? I said, but that's a, not a relevant question now <laughs> because last year's last year. Yeah. On a big picture of things, 
you did great. You know, you made, let's say, 150 grand. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how you spent it and all that, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm just doing your tax return. So my income-wise, excellent, you know. Um, so, yeah, I guess as the individual, you know, if they feel responsible for their numbers, their mm -hmm. you know, expenses, their income and whatnot, if there's a discipline on that, that's great. So yeah. we know, I guess, how we do. And again, for us, you know, as accountant, because we're accountant doesn't mean we're good with cash. Yeah, I've you know, heard I'm a lot not. of stories about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I think also that goes back to the different, that profit first yeah. idea of like, we're telling them, well, you made 150000 you have to pay tax on that. And he's like, yeah. I have $10 in my bank account. Like, yeah. I didn't make that much yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. But that difference between cash and accounting. Huge difference. There is a yeah. big difference. Yeah. yeah. But it sort of gets jumbled up in you know, yeah. the brain. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is sort of switching gears a little okay. bit, but I have a lot of clients who will ask me like, how much should I contribute to my RSPs? Mm -hmm. That's a good question too. Um, I learned that from one of the masters. He said, do not pay your RSP till you pay off your house. And he's right. Let's say you have a mortgage mm -hmm. and you're paying them, I don't know, 5% interest. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't pay that, that means you earned 5% and that's tax-free because you, you've saved it. So there's, there's interest-free on savings, you know. So that's number one. Number two, um, in order for you to get any refund or any, um, any money back when you contribute to RSP, there's more money to leave in your pocket. So I have to pay five grand to get, let's say, 750 back. So if the concept was cash, and we talked about, you know, mm -hmm. there's a difference between income and cash. So if the concept was earning or saving cash, well, I just, you know, let go of five grand and I got, you know, 750 back or yeah. 1500 back. Um, but if you pay down your mortgage, well, you're gonna save on the interest that you were paying on the house. And this, this interest is in a way, you know, indirectly is an income because mm -hmm. you're paying less interest in the future. So I would say definitely pay off your house first and then look into RSV. Um, even at that, I would, you know, like, yeah, so, you know, nothing against RSV, but, um, you know, you're paying 5% on your mortgage or 3% on mortgage and you're making 1% on your income. So but you're actually losing on that money, unless it's self-directed, which could be also risky or dangerous. Uh, self-directed is the one you manage what the RSP does, you mm -hmm. can buy stocks, but if you don't know what to buy, you could even lose that too, yeah. unless you follow Warren Buffett. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he does. Exactly. Yeah. So, so my personal feeling on RSP is, unless you're gonna buy a house, let's say you're young, you say, you know, I wanna buy a house in two, three years, in, in that makes sense, and then you can you know, contribute to RSP and then take that out, buy the house, and then pay it mm -hmm. to the bank you know, gradually. In that, in that way, it makes sense. Now, let's say your house is paid for, you have no debt, because on the debt, you have to pay interest also. Sure. And I guess everybody knows, and if you look at your Visa card, you know, it could be from 14 to 30% interest. So yeah. why would you make 1%? and then pay 30% interest. So yeah. pay off your debt, be debt-free, mortgage or the other one, 
if all that is done, then you know, contribute to your RSVs. But again, remember, you have to pay more to get, to get a little back. refund. Yeah, and if you're in a position where you want to be doing RSPs, it's worth it to know, to, to have a really good idea of what your retirement is going to look like yeah. because you have to pull that out later. Yeah. It doesn't just sit there forever. Exactly. So if you're in a lower tax bracket, say you are debt-free, but you only make 25000 in a year, yeah. it's not going to help you to, to contribute to your RSPs. You yeah. need to be doing that in your highest earning exactly. years. Yeah. yeah, and you can buy, you know, if everything is paid off, maybe you can buy another real estate. So yeah. That's a good other ways to invest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you know? We've sort of talked about this all the way through, but how do I know when I need to talk to a professional? Well, if it's worth it, I mean, if you're making, you know, I guess above poverty line, you know, talk to a professional because, again, the offshoot is that and you get more money back. Mm -hmm. um, I could, in a way, guarantee that. Um, you know, you end up saving money. So that, that's the benefit of a professional. You know, they, they pay uh, for themselves. When I mean, you go to a doctor, I mean, they save your life. You know, yeah. when you go to an engineer, makes a house that, you know, stands. Um, you could do it yourself. You know, you can, again, you can do EU root canal. Maybe I should patent that name and make it softer. Yeah, <laughs> grab the drill. Um, so talk to an accountant because um, we make a great friend. Um, they know numbers, mm -hmm. they can give you pointers, maybe not your past, but at least the future. They can give you a lot of points on, on the business, how to, or, or even if it's not a business, what, uh, what kind of receipts to keep. Mm -hmm. um, they can actually ask your uh, professional, I guess, tax preparer to represent you when client comes in, yeah. or CRA knocks. That, I think, you know, if that stress is gone, it's definitely worth it. To That's me, huge. it's yeah. To to me, um, it's not a it's not a you know big decision. You know, do I need one or don't need one? You need one. <laughs> yeah, if you're humming and hawing <laughs> about it, you probably you need, need one. one. Yeah, exactly. Especially really these days, you know. I have clients. You know, even though government says yes, you know. Um, you can use the $400 maximum COVID things. Like, yes, that's one option. Actually, if you look at the forms, it's option one, option two, like things one, things two. Um, option one, option two. So option one or two, doesn't matter. I don't want that. I want to actually put the stuff that I use at home, mm -hmm. either for business or for work. And I've made an office, you know, at home, COVID, everybody's working at home, you know. I've got a 200 uh, square feet office now mm -hmm. and uh, everything there is related to office because you want to make it look professional, yeah. you know, the poster, the desk, the printer, the flower, you know, the whatever, um, the, the laptop, even if you're going and buying a, a little mic, you know, so then you can talk better. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I, sometimes I work at home, I use my uh, laptop, even though it's a ThinkPad. Um, the sound is really bad. So I'm like this. So the, the people <laughs> see my ear. You know? I was like, whoa, get that out of my face. Um, but so I have to get a little mic. So mm. then the sound is better. Or even sometimes it's in my nose. So, you know, you have to go get a little camera, put it on the side so people can see you better. Yeah. And the quality is better too. Because um, you want to impress them, right? Yeah. So the, all this stuff that you had to buy to impress, deductible. 
you know, Wi-Fi at home, deductible. You know, I didn't use Wi-Fi before. I never looked at Netflix, but now <laughs> I have to use Wi-Fi. So deductible, you know. Yeah. Again, talk to a professional. You save more money. Yeah, it generally pays for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Tenfold. Even just the peace of mind of like, yeah. if you get a letter from the CRA, yeah. somebody else is going to handle that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, and. Just uh, that he's like, I, I get a letter. Like, this lady called me. He's like, No, you didn't do this. I got red flag my CRA, you know. Um, sorry if it's you. Um, you know, da 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 da. So he dramatized it to the yeah. fullest. And all it was, CRA wanted the receipt for property tax. And which is normal. Mm -hmm. It's not even a red flag. The computer says, Let's look at this receipt. You know, just a random lucky number, you know? Yeah. And I just submitted. I said, you know, you're not red flagged. And I actually, again, with my clients, we have good relationship. Like, you know, calm down, lady. Um, you're not <laughs> red flagged. Um, it's not an audit. It's just the CRA wants something. Yeah. So because CRA wants something, it's not an audit. To be honest with you, if, if you're audited, you'll, you'll feel you it. You will know. Yeah, exactly. You will know. <laughs> exactly. Um, I had actually one of my friends at CRA, he was an auditor, and he said, you know, sometimes we had to go to people's home, yeah. you know, just to have a look, you know, uh, you know, the lifestyle or even look at the information, you know, because they're like, I don't have any, you know, so they had to go in the house, you know, look at this, look at that. Mm -hmm. So dad, you feel it. And again, he was a super nice guy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, that I like love and hate that when clients are like freaking out because they've got something from the CRA or I've had somebody ask me on a sales call like have your have any of your clients ever been audited I was like well no but that shouldn't be the marker exactly. because a lot of times it's like your name got pulled out of a hat it wasn't yeah. that you necessarily did something all my clients get audited <laughs> even the one that don't sign up <laughs> you will be audited exactly. for having just called me if you reject my proposal yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, my last question for you is, uh, do you have any tips for getting ready for your accountant? Get some bouquet of flowers, yeah. wine. Yeah. Um, a box of cookies. Not wine. really, because you don't, again, you said box of cookies, Forrest Gump said, you know, box of chocolate, you mm -hmm. know, you don't know what to expect. So sometimes leave it to them. It's as if, how do I get ready for my heart doctor? I don't know, you know, I go there and he'll do his, his you know, checkup, yeah. he'll do blood tests, he'll do this, he'll do that. So you don't even need to get ready to see your accountant because they were trained to meet you mm -hmm. for six years. You know, we had, you know, as you know, we had to do cases, we had to do, um, you know, tons of scenarios, mm -hmm. tons of tax returns. Um, cases again because I loved cases. You know, they give you one thing, and then you know, how do you deal with this? Again, yeah. it's open. You, know, you could do anything. You could be creative. You could find solution. You could think outside the box. Um, you don't need to do anything, you know, necessary unless it's for tax. If it's for tax, make sure you saved every document. Yeah. Um, you know, make sure you have. Um, I don't know. Go show up in a box. You know, because he's the thing is, he may say no, but if it was tax deductible, then yeah. you add it. When I used to work at uh, CA firms, we had this table. Uh, this place was super busy. So as people bring 
documents in. We had a table that put all the tax returns. And then um, there were a bunch of staff. So we would go in and grab one and assign our name. And I would notice the big package would just go, nobody would pick it. <laughs> and it goes, it goes, it goes. And it's number one, you know, nobody's picking. And I loved messy ones. So I would go grab the big one. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, he grabbed it. <laughs> so I go, actually, sometimes it would be one of the easiest because they had everything. So I just flipped through. And you can go fast, you know. And, you know, but again, you know, blah, blah. So, you know, okay, put it um, so you go through them, you find the receipt, like it would take five minutes to just go through them. Mm -hmm. You know, I would sort them, you know, these are the T-slips, let's say. The rest of it, you know, sometimes it's a letter from CRA, you know, that, you know, this year we did this, you know, okay, you know, good to know. Um, and, you know, it would actually be one of the easiest ones. And then I would go back and everybody's like, you know, we love you. <laughs> it's like, it's not that bad, you know, but we're afraid. Um, but again, and it, some people would just give you, let's say, two papers. That one, I would say you had to pay more attention to the people that just give you two pieces of paper because more detective there's more. You know, you had to call them or you would look at a prior year tax return mm -hmm. and say, okay, um, so what did they claim or what did I claim last year? Do I have those? One thing that I see, actually, one of your questions was the, the expense that gets missed, students. A lot of students miss their tuition fee because in the past, universities used to mail it to them. Now, with Ottawa U, Carlton U in Ottawa, mm -hmm. the student have to log in to print it. So a lot of students wouldn't. You know, I, yeah. I deal with a lot of parents that say, hey, can you do you know, my son's and my daughter's tax return? And I always uh, you know, have to wait because I would say, you know, could you ask her for, you know, T2202A? Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'd ask them and it takes time. Or they would send you the blank one because they download it, but they don't wait enough for the, I guess, boxes to get filled. So they give me the form, but it's blank. Then, you know, another email, you know, thanks for sending a blank form. <laughs> it would be nice if it had numbers on them. <laughs> And then they would send you the one with numbers. But last year, mind you, um, universities, I guess, filed them with CRA. So if you're uh, auto filing or using CRA, so yeah. the form would be available on CRA website, which is good because yeah. university, let's say if you miss it for three years, that could be 40 grand that you've lost. Yeah. So again, if you did the U file, uh, because you're a student and you want to save, or maybe it's free for students. I mean, good, but then you lost the 30 grand. Yeah. So don't fall for that carrot on the stick. And then if you move provinces, then you can't use your provincial credit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much My pleasure. for this. This is yeah. a lot of fun chatting thanks. through about taxes. Thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for joining good us. Good luck. Thank All you, right. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Numetrica Accounting and Business Podcast with small business superhero, Mo Tabish. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review. Want to know more? Visit the website at numetricacity.ca or join us on LinkedIn by searching for Numetrica or on Twitter at Mo Tabish.